Hello there, this is Michelle Anderson. I'm so excited that you're listening. I am going to talk about something awesome today about messaging and languaging and how you're telling your story of your business and your brand to the people who need to hear it and all the ways that you can be hiding from them hearing what you have to say. So this is the Manifestor Academy for Entrepreneurs podcast with Michelle Anderson, and it's all about every little piece you need on your journey to manifest the life and business of your dreams. I promise to talk about everything under the sun I can think of that you'll want to have in your toolkit to get where you need to go, and it's going to involve life and business and everything in between. So the places you can find me right now are at the website, Michelle Anderson, S-E-N is the end of my last name, michelleanderson.com. And send me questions and comments at my email, michelle at michelleanderson.com. I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for joining. I love having listeners and people who talk back and tell me what's up and what they need. And I got some great questions the other day from a friend, and I'm actually going to put those onto the podcast too because they were things that I wouldn't necessarily be thinking about that I think that you guys could benefit from. So I love having an outside perspective. It really helps me understand where you're at in your journey. And Today's messaging theme has been brought about by a couple of conversations and a couple of experiences recently where I think um, a client sort of realized that the techno babble was maybe getting in the way of bringing clients on board. And I did indeed agree with that when I heard how the languaging was um, the way that this person described what what their product was. and. You've probably listened to somebody talk in their about their passion or their hobby, and it would sound um, extremely, you know, geeky or, or whatever, because they're they're using the words and the language of that whole culture to talk about it. Where whatever your product is or your service, um, maybe it has its own culture behind how it's created in the way that you understand it, but you want to be able to make it translatable for the people who need you. And I think that, you know, the reason why I start out by talking about desire and I have all these clarity points um, in my worksheets and business kits online about desire and that being the starting point is because the more clear you are about who you are, the more authentic you're going to be in everything that you do. And having um, clarity in your messaging is only going to get easier. And when you uncover what your desire is, you also uncover what your gift is. And I have um, all sorts of information about how to to get there. It is hot off the press. I'll talk a little bit about about that more at the end. Um, But what happens is when you're really clear on your desire, you also start to become really clear on your very specific gifts. And the reason why I like to think about what we have to offer for our target market, um, which should be the people that need what we have, whether they are your customers or your clients, whether you're selling a product or a widget or some kind of experience with you or whatever it is that you're selling, you have a gift that somebody needs. And 
they need it because they need to go through the transformation that that thing will provide them. People need coffee, and coffee provides so many things. It provides <laughs> a friend, a nice hot thing to hold on to, caffeine. Um, it's a ritual for a lot of people. So just imagine if you were selling coffee and you talked all about how coffee beans are picked and roasted and um, served in, in detail how you how you actually made that coffee like if that was in your messaging you're gonna attract people who are interested in the backstory of the coffee and the quality of the coffee and the actual artisanal nature of the coffee um, and that would make your coffee brand specific to that target market now, if you were, let's say, a really big company and you wanted to cast a wide net over people that just want to feel good, and around Christmas time, you decided that you were going to have red cups with a crowd-pleasing blend that's only happening around that time of year, and you made it exciting and you put a lot of promotions out talking about it's, it's, it's now or never, get this special, time, special cozy, warm and fuzzy thing, you're going to be attracting the people that need a little pick-me-up. And that's that's what they're looking for. They, they want something hot in their hand. They, they need a little escape in the day. And, and that's going to be that target market. And they're two different people. And they're going to pay different things. Uh, different amounts maybe they might have different reasons for why they're doing that that might tell you that you need to have your advertising in a different place because these types of people might be hanging out in different places either in person or online so gosh messaging is everything so you have a gift because you have something that you are doing for other people and they need it and it's not something that you're doing to someone it's something you're doing for another person. I don't care what it is that your gift is. Somebody out there needs it. And you need to be clear on what your gift is. You need to be clear on who needs that gift so you can understand how to tell them what's going on with you. Um, your messaging and the way that you say things, the words you use, the places that you put the words, the things you put the words on, whether it's Facebook or T-shirts or banners or banner ads or car wraps or poems or songs, whatever it might be, your messaging is letting them know who you are, what you do, why you do it, how you do it. And if you're not doing it, in a language that your target market understands with clarity, concise, crystal clarity, you're really just hiding behind your own messaging. And it really attracts the wrong people. I will give you an example, uh, two examples actually. So I've talked about my company Flourish Design, which I love, and it has always had the name Flourish. But in the beginning, I was like really geeked out about green design, and it was trending, and I had thought since I went to school for architecture at University of Cincinnati's DAP, I, I thought I was gonna be a sustainable architect 
And I ended up starting this landscape design company and I thought, well, I'm still going to have my commitment to sustainability. It was fresh in my mind. I was really an expert in this area at that time. And I had done a lot of traveling and exploration and just, I was like really excited to share it. But at the same time, it was still, um, what was 2008? to 2010 was kind of when I started forming that business and so at the time the things that were trending in sustainability were a little bit techno babble oriented and the people that were really really interested in it at the time were usually really hardcore activists and DIYers and people in the field and people who would have been familiar with the techno babble terms and interested in you know like passive passive solar, um, permaculture, um, just stuff like that. And LEAD, uh, the acronym LEAD, was a certification that was actually gaining traction a little bit and really wouldn't gain traction for a few years to come in a wider market where my business was, Because, but it did. And the reason it did is because it was offering um, a huge tax break. So here's the thing. I was wanting to grow my business and I knew that because it was a design company that I would need to be in front of people who uh, had the ability to afford design because design is not necessarily a need. Um, It it is, but it's more of a want for a lot of people. And so a lot of people can do without design of their landscapes. Um, In my opinion, it's a need, (laughs) but I was, uh, I thought that I would be so interesting if I were going to talk about uh, green design and market myself as a sustainable design company and talk about um, saving water, doing permaculture, um, composting, gardening with edibles and all that sort of thing. And I was really, really knowledgeable in this and excited to be the expert in this field. But the target market that I had chosen that I wanted to build my business for, this, these topics were not areas of interest for them. They were not interested in being urban homesteaders. An urban homesteader fits more into the DIY category, and the target market that I had decided Flourish would serve because I wanted to be challenged by interesting design projects that would essentially require that someone had the ability to afford a certain level of budget. I I was missing the mark. I was I was talking to my peers at the time and not my target market and I was really getting lost and it just wasn't landing and no one really understood what I was doing it seemed the thing was if I had decided that I wanted to market to to DIYers I would have had to build a, a different business model but I could have and I could have gotten a bunch of you know really eco friendly uh families and I would have had different types of services because 
that kind of target market likes to participate in their projects in different ways, and they have a different threshold and mindset about what they're willing to spend. So I didn't want to go in that direction. And I started to feel like I was really failing and that I didn't know what I was doing. And I felt really frustrated by that. And it didn't really, I didn't really get my question answered right away. Um, I tried one more thing and I thought, gosh, I, I needed some, I need something else that's going to get people's attention. And I really thought that my messaging was part of the reason why people weren't paying attention to me. And it was, but there was a combination of things happening that just wasn't really working. So when I decided to shift gears, I decided that, well, the thing that I was hearing my clients talk about was the deer and where my business is located or started in Cincinnati, Ohio, a lot of the uh, homeowners face challenges with the deer eating their plants. And that is um, something that uh, I would say plagued people to the point of like some people would just not think that they could grow anything. Now, this made me really sad because I knew that I was the expert in this field. And so I thought, gosh, if I market myself as the deer proofing expert, then surely I'll be getting some business. Well, this was also very confusing because, again, the, the information that I was putting out there about deer proofing your yard was attracting a DIYer. And here I actually was coming from a place I was the DIYer because I knew how to do all this stuff. So it was talking to me. And I, I hadn't yet realized that I needed to get out of my head and into my target market's head. So I said I was the deer proofing expert and then people would be like, oh, deer proofing, interesting, that's so cool, I have that problem, blah, blah, blah. And they'd be like, well, what, you know, they'd have a conversation with me and I had, a, I had just used that to have the conversation start with the fact that I was this deer proofing expert. And then it would lead to, um, I, I thought, someone being interested in my services. Well, that was absolutely not true. What it was, was I was catching the attention of the DIYers, but they didn't need someone to perform the service for them. Um, so here it was just falling on deaf ears. And <laughs> this is a great example of finding your voice by actually doing it. I mean, I never stopped. I, I went to trade shows. I would make these banners up that said, deer proofing or green design or have a big board made that had my permaculture information on it and post up wherever I was or put it on my website or put it on Facebook. If anybody has followed Flourish from the beginning of its inception, they would probably be like, okay, around about five years ago, the message started being clear and consistent. So since company's going to be, uh, it's going to be nine years old next year. So that means that for about four years, I was just flailing around at my messaging <laughs> and taking stabs at what was going to work. And all the while, I was building a client base, learning from them, hearing them. And then around that time, I thought, you know, I had a really good experience with a really great client. And this client found my card in a random place that I thought was going to, you know, get some 
sustainable design attention and she magically was the ideal client that was going to lift flourish up and out of where we had been with our messaging and I thought gosh that was an ideal experience because this person had a historically significant architecturally beautiful home um it was a family of four and they needed a renovation around the scope of um fifty thousand dollars or something like that they had the ability to afford both design and installation they trusted and valued us and they really appreciated that I was this green expert and this deer proofing expert but what they really needed was what I was beginning to learn was Flourish's messaging. They really needed someone that was going to be able to, to create an authentic space for their home. And they needed someone who was going to create an, an outdoor living space. And I, I thought about it. I thought that was a really great experience. What did we do for them? And, and how could I say that we do this for other people and get people like this again? And I thought, well... Yes, it, it was a green design. Yes, it was deer proof, but it was beautiful and it was all about them and it fit their house. So if I want to attract people who need something beautiful that's stylish and in their own way and has an outdoor living component to it, I better just say this is what I do. <laughs> so I immediately changed everything, which is what I do every time I have a light bulb because you can have the information, and then you cannot do anything with it. And gosh darn it, I'll do as much as I can with whatever information I think I have. That's exactly what I did. So I put everything uh, that I had going out into the world, I, I shifted it over to, I, I had to admit to myself that I was just really a great designer. And I was building a really great design build company. And if I was a really great design build company, I needed to speak to the people who needed that. And I started to think about, well, who are these people? Their families. Um, usually both of the parents work and they have enough disposable income to have care for their kids. They shop at Whole Foods and they go on really nice vacations like family ski trips or trips to Paris as a family, they really care about experiences and they can afford to do them and they, they want to prioritize investing in those things. Um, they might drive higher-end vehicles, but they're not flashy. They're just wonderful vehicles. Um, they are going to choose homes that are quality over quantity type of thing, so probably a historically significant home and not a McMansion. So I just started to get really, really, really specific on what this person was. And it transformed what was hap what happened was I started effortlessly landing in the right hands because I my company was what we said we were. When I was this permaculture person when I was saying that was the story, but I was really able to design and install, I was different than what I was saying I was being. And I just thought that that would be a cool way to get attention of clients. And I wanted to do cool projects with that. But 
I hadn't fleshed out that that target market and that really wasn't fitting who I really was. So think about it. I had to get clear on who I really wanted to help. I didn't want to help DIYers. I didn't like that. I could only build my messaging by getting both clear on who I was being, what the company was about, and who my target market was. And the messaging needed to change in order to be the vehicle to let them know who Flourish is, what Flourish does, and how they do it. And I am always, in all of my companies, striving to see if there's any more clear ways that that can happen. So basically, you know, how will you get there? Well, I, I wasn't just like planning and planning and thinking and imagining. I was doing it. I was doing it and failing and failing and failing and getting like pissed and really frustrated. And I thought, gosh, this has to change. And I worked at it and tried things and gosh, did I spend money? Yeah, not exorbitantly expensive. I didn't have a branding kit made or anything like that at that time. And I'm really glad I didn't. After I got really clear on my messaging, I finally hired a woman to do a brand refresh. And she did an amazing job. And that's another piece. Like, if you look at my business cards going back from the inception of that company, um, I used to hand stamp my business cards. That certainly was more in the DIY look. I would never do that now. I have them printed out uh, at moo.com so I can get the fancy gold foil. And they're gorgeous. So people, everything people touch and experience for that company reiterates that brand. So as you go through your business journey, um, you just build clarity along the way and you let every step and every challenge show you where the clarity points need to be. And the one thing you can't do is not speak. You can't stay quiet and think that the clarity is just going to happen. You just, you just go forward. And your whole environment shows to you what you need to be doing. And you may have several false starts. I did. If you go to the Instagram at Michelle and Anderson, um, and you go back in the feed, I don't take my first posts down because I want people to see how uninformative they were. (laughs) When I first had that handle, I was really just on Instagram to see what it was all about. So it was not... It was like a personal Facebook page. I had a couple pictures of me on vacation, maybe a picture of my cats or a, a sunset, um, which is typical when you don't know what to post. Just post something that you think is pretty. And then I go through this iteration where I start to try and find a look and feel and at first, it's really dumb. It's juvenile. And, and I don't even really know what my coaching message is at first. But I, ac- I actually used Instagram to reiterate back to me how I wanted my coaching look and feel to be. And as I was digging and digging about the, the words that I wanted to use and the tribe that I was here to serve, I was actually using Instagram to help me test that. And I went through a couple of branding processes. And the first branding process I went through, and I did spend some money on it, um, it didn't work. I didn't like the branding person. And she came back with several examples that 
I thought really missed the mark. I didn't think she was listening to me. And I, and then I ended up finding a person that I liked, but during this whole time, I didn't want to lose traction and not be visible. So you can't not be visible because if you're not visible and out there engaging with your potential clients and allowing them to see where you are, then you don't have a business. You don't have a way to close sales because it's great to have a beautiful brand and have everything cohesive. But if you're not closing sales, you don't have a business. So your messaging, when it's super clear, will just magnetize people towards you because it helps you know, it it begs you to ask yourself, who are the people that need your help? What kind of pain are they in right now that would cause them to purchase what I have? How will they receive it? Where can they find it? They're waiting for you to tell them what to do. Your ideal target market is a tribe dedicated to you waiting to happen. And the more specific you are, the better. In my opinion, the more polarizing you can be, not on purpose, but you want to know what you're not. You might not know exactly what you are right now, but you can start out with what you're not. And resisting specificity in your area is only going to keep you in a fog where you cannot be found. And this is really, really going to hurt your sales. Um, My rebrand for Flourish um, was done last year. And as soon as it was done and all the messaging was updated all in one fell swoop, it got even better and more clear About six months later, I took a review of all the clients that had been brought into that company, and I said, they're all amazing. These are are the exact people that Flourish exists to serve. Same thing with my coaching practice. As, As a coach coming from having another company, I was a little resistant to just take a stab at what my messaging was gonna be, but I didn't not go ahead and make some offerings to people. And I had some workshops and I started getting some private clients and I started asking myself, okay, here are the things I'm good at. This is what I love. And these are the people who I've worked with so far. This is how I've helped them. And this is how, this is the impact of their results. And this is the common thread. So all this stuff was starting to tell me what my very specific message was going to be because there's tons of coaches out there right so if you don't have a very specific message no one's going to know why they should even follow you or be interested in what you have to say and think about it people are absolutely inundated with emails and social media and messaging and it has gotten to the point where I just shut down my phone at, at, at lengths of time because it's just too much so if you're messaging doesn't slice through the noise with specificity and speaking directly to the inner pain, the deep needs or whatever your your product is of your potential client, then it's not going to be found. So in terms of that, I, as I went through the process, I thought I cannot not share this with the people that are following my message and who want to build the business of their dreams because this is a major, major component. 
And previously, it may have been a mystery that like big companies were able to have access to and then kind of a mystery to the rest of the world. Well, it, it's not. There's like so many ways that it can be explained. And I have decided to explain it all in one place. So it is not live yet, so I don't know what the URL is. But I will say, let me say it is Friday, November 30th, 2018. Um, I will have a link for you by next Friday where you can get my entire kit, the desire map uh, and gift map. It's a thing, it's a kit where you can figure out your desire and then go on to get messaging clarity by figuring out your ideal target market. These are absolutely priceless, priceless things. And I will tell you, I have done a lot of these things by scoping out from the inside how to do it and then doing it myself and then watching what was working and what wasn't working. And I will definitely save years of sifting around through the fog for you if you're interested in that. So sit tight if you want that. I will make sure to let you know where it is. Um, You can follow the Instagram if you want to have the updates. And that is going to be the place where I kind of post most of the updates. It's Michelle Lynn Anderson. And whenever I launch something new, it'll definitely be on there. Um, For now, I just want to say, you know, even in your sales conversations, if you're not authentic, if you're not, if you don't know yourself and what your gift is and and who it needs to go to, and, and just imagine it's like you plus your desire plus your gift plus your target market equals a business, and it doesn't need to be complicated. It seems overwhelming, though, before we have the clarity. So gaining the clarity is the thing. Anyways, I am so excited that you joined me today. We talked about desire, your gift, that it is a gift, your target market, um, and how a lack of clarity can keep you from helping them. And it's that simple. When you get clear on it, they find you, it seems, but really you've just set up the ways for them to find you. And like I said, I have promised to be the shortcut master in that department. So look for that URL from me. Thank you for joining so much. I really, really appreciate it. Please shout out to me what more you want to hear about. Talk to you later.